This is Healing Justice, a podcast bridging conversations at the intersections of collective healing and social change. I'm your host, Kate Werning, and you are joining us for a practice episode with Janelle Beauvais. So every week we share either a conversation episode to hear about a topic with an incredible social movement leader guest, um, or a corresponding practice to one of those conversations, which is an exercise led by that guest that you can try on for yourself or in your community. And so this week, we're really lucky to be hanging out with Janelle Beauvais. She's one of the fellows in the Women's Fellowship at Community Change, which is a fellowship that exists to hone the organizing skills of formerly incarcerated women of color or those otherwise directly impacted by incarceration in the criminal justice system. If you heard our conversation last week with Janelle and Aida Cuadrado Bosso, you heard us talk about the trauma of incarceration, the resilience of women of color, the importance of frontline leadership around this issue, and the community's role in ritualizing return. I really recommend listening to that episode because you get more context around Janelle's story from which this practice really springs. Um, you hear about her return after being in prison and the way that her community received her back. And um, here she teaches us some elements of that condolence ceremony that could be applicable in a situation like that or in other moments of return or welcome or reintegration in our communities, times when we need to hold space for grief and really communicate deep inclusion and deep return for our folks. I talked with Janelle quite a bit about who can do this practice and how she feels about the boundaries of it. Um, certainly um, taking wisdom from indigenous communities uh, without asking and distorting it in uprooted ways um, is a deep, deep uh, sickness of this country and of whiteness. And Janelle's encouragement here, which certainly would not be the same perspective as all Indigenous people, but uh, Janelle's perspective is that the things she has shared here are things that she would really like to share as teaching that can be healing and supportive for all people. She has intentionally left out some really specific cultural things that do feel specific to the Aquasaste people, to the Mohawk reservation, to her tradition. And so she hasn't shared anything here that she isn't encouraging you to try on your own. That being said, appropriation is constantly something we need to be searching for and questioning for ourselves. And so if you don't feel right about replicating something here, listen to that instinct. Listen to Janelle, take it in, take in the lesson of what it means to create ritual and ceremony around meaningful life moments and see what you can learn from her experience. Thank you so much for being here with us, Janelle, and passing the mic over to her. My name is Janelle Beauvais, and I am currently uh, living uh, in the Mohawk territory of Akwazesne, which is on the U.S.-Canadian border. Uh, in upstate New York. I also have the privilege of working for Seven Dancers Coalition, where we get to do awareness and prevention work on sexual assault and domestic violence. And so um, being a part of those spaces and also 
on a restorative justice council in the community has um, helped me be uh, engaged into many spaces with youth and uh, the community at large. So uh, what I really wanted to be able to do to contribute was to share with you a little bit about a practice that has been taught to me and that I've been able to witness and also uh, implement in certain spaces. And so uh, in a previous recording, you know, we were able to talk about me being welcomed home by women in my community after being released from prison and how uh, impactful that was for me, not just emotionally, but also to my spiritual body. And so um, what they were able to do was ask that my spirit come home with me and that it not be left in the prison. And so that really struck home to me because it was people being very mindful about me and, and my whole well-being. And so I really appreciated them addressing my spirit. And so I wanted to be able to also, not just within my own, with my own community members, but, you know, also with just people in general to say that we have the ability to open up our thoughts and our minds and, you know, the ways that we express our uh, compassion and empathy for one another is through doing things like acknowledging people's journeys. And so with that, there's a condolence ceremony. And so there's different ways in which we utilize this. So we have an, an edge of the wood ceremony, which is like implemented with the condolence. So when people come in to visit, we'll kind of acknowledge that they're here as visitors and clean them off. And then there's also a condolence ceremony that happens when there's been a death, right? And kind of acknowledging that there's a lot of heaviness around grief and around loss. So there's a way in which we utilize it to the circumstance, but I feel like there's also a way that you as an individual could absolutely go into a space and um, help to either clear off a person or to clean off the entire room. But it's really good to either do this with someone who's particularly struggling or even if you're getting ready to do like a presentation or to do these kind of things to just let people know uh, kind of where you're coming from. And so I'm always mindful of the room. And I always like to keep my mind on the direction in which we face and so a lot about our ways and our culture to acknowledge the East. And the reason why we stand and face the East is because that's where the sun comes up uh, for us here. And so uh, the sun represents the beginning. It represents a new day. You know, it represents all of that that we are trying to uh, grow from. And so there's a lot of power in medicine in the direction uh, of the world. And so the East has always been uh, very significant in ceremony. And so I would ask that, you know, you ask them to face the East and uh, you would just acknowledge, you know, their, their journey and their travels. From what I understand, this was also done uh, when we would send our men off to war. So they would, you know, obviously have experienced some things, some hardships, some, you know, really devastating, traumatic 
things and they would come home. And so knowing that we're all struggling with, you know, a variation of uh, things that are happening personally and, and in the world in general, uh, we're all going through and witnessing, you know, a lot of uh, tragic things happening. And so there's ways in which you can uh, just know, let them know that you know that life isn't always easy and that we're, we're going through things. And so I like to really let them know that I'm, I'm thinking of them and that way, you know, prior to that moment, that their journey and everything that they've had to endure up until that moment is acknowledged. And then we would take the, what we usually would have is something to be symbolic of the deer skin. And uh, because it's very soft and natural, we would uh, use that and we would address all of the things that you've seen that hurt you or all of the things that you've seen that you felt um, weren't right or bothered you or that you keep thinking about or anything that's kind of hindering you or kind of holding you back. So we acknowledge that all the things that you've seen up until that moment, we would take that deer skin and we would symbolically wipe your eyes of all of that. And so just gently, you know, taking our hand and running it across the side, you know, of your your eye and coming down your face, you know, is just gentle and sincere and the fact that we want to take that from you so that way when you do open your eyes it's with more clarity it's with more intention more love more color you know that from this moment you know you're going to be able to you know see things for its beauty and for its own creation from there we would move to the eagle plume From what I understand, the eagle plume, you know, comes from a place on um, the wing that helps decide the direction of things. And so we take those soft, cute little eagle plumes that are super fluffy and cute, and we would uh, take that, that feather and either physically or symbolically wipe your ears. We would go around your ears. And we would acknowledge that you've probably heard a lot of mean things being said and that you've probably heard some really horrific stories and you've probably heard of a lot of pain, a lot of agony, and a lot of hurt. And so we acknowledge all the things that we take in and the things that we hear and that if there's any of those things that don't belong to us, or if that, you know, if there's uh, a way for us to be able to hear with better clarity that from we're going to wash, we're going to wipe and wash and clean off uh, your ears. And so that after we we leave uh, this moment, you know, you're going to be able to, to take in the, the message of truth and the message of your purpose and you know, the true knowledge and wisdom that uh, creation has a way of bringing to us. And so we want you to be able to be able to hear words of compassion and, and love. 
And then after that, we would we would offer you some water. And we all know that uh, our voice has a way of either, you know, bringing, bringing empowerment and bringing healing. And it also is a, a very big thing to, you know, cause damage to say mean things or maybe not saying nothing at all. And so we very much hold uh, a space within our throats and within our voice to either cause damage. And, and sometimes we can, you know, regret saying certain things and we can regret being harsh with our words because we know that they're powerful and they're impactful. And so we offer you this cool drink of pristine uh, natural water. You know, and we ask that when you take a drink of that water, that it washes away, you know, all of that uh, negativity and uh, pain, all of that emotional stuff that, you know, can be charged through our voice and through the things that we say. After, um, you know, you make sure everyone or the individual has, you know, something to drink that they, you know, feel that water into their body you know, allow that water to wash and cleanse away any of that that's unnecessary. That moment forward, you know, your ability to articulate your love for someone will come a little clearer and your ability to express um, your admiration and respect for people will be nothing, you know, holding that back, you know, that you will truly have a better way of relaying all of that that happens inside of us and that loving natural um, expression and so to be mindful of how you are taking in uh, things and how you're putting them back out Uh, anything that happens now throughout the day that you will be able to be more productive and that in this process I've also cleansed myself and so when we uh, decide to talk about things or work through stuff or create or envision that we will be of one mind, that we will be uh, both in our our state of wellness so that the work we can do can be everything that it needs to be influential. It can be uh, brought from a good place uh, with good intent and with good medicine. And with that, we should start all great things of importance like that. So I think it's been wonderful being on the receiving end of this condolence ceremony and then also being privileged to offer that to other people. You know, I really just want you to listen to what whatever you feel is more familiar or symbolic of those things. But, you know, I really just wanted to say that I'm very proud of uh, my heritage and my culture for the ways in which we've been able to love people on all the levels that there are and that we've always been mindful of all of you. You know, all of you, all of that came before you, all of that comes after you, all of what you are in this moment, you know, the amount of relief and uh, love that can enter your life by doing that is is a blessing in itself. So, you know, feel free to 
you know, utilize some of that and know that it came from the love of a Mohawk woman and the Mohawk people out here on the Eastern door. So with that, I send you all lots of light and love and respect and well wishes. So, you know, go Enormous gratitude to Janelle Beauvais for offering that practice around condolence ceremony. You can download the previous conversation with Janelle and Aida Cuadrado Bozzo of the Women's Fellowship at Community Change right before this one to hear more conversation with these incredible women. The links are in the show notes to find our email list at healingjustice.org and to find us on social media. So stay in touch. Let us know how you're using this practice or other practices on the podcast. And check out healingjustice.org slash work for a couple of job openings we have right now. Um, Maybe you are our next team member. So check it out and apply by June 30th. This episode was graciously edited by Rachel Ishikawa and was mixed and produced by Zach Meyer at The Coal Room. Thank you for your commitment to practice. Transformation does not happen without deep reflection and returning to practice. So we're so glad if you made it to the end of a practice episode, you're our people. (laughs) Glad you're here and hear you next week.